Good morning, sir. Good morning, Desmond. I wonder who called me. Massage. The massage. Yeah, a piss massage. on the massage. And piss on the massage. Oh, that's it. I turned my phone off. I can't put it there. It's going to catch fire. Do you know what? I had the most oddest experience um, at the caravan. Uh -huh. I had my phone with me listening to a broadcast. And of course, I had it in the open sun. I didn't think anything of it. And then suddenly, the volume started to go down and down and down. And then it switched itself off. Maybe the battery died? No. It was telling me the phone was getting overheated with the sun piercing. Oh, the... you'd left the phone in the sun? Yeah. Oh, no. And Error. it was getting hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Oh, no. Bill Gates. Oh, sorry. I was... I thought he had a rival there. Elon Musk. It is no, probably... Bill, I don't know what Bill's doing with himself lately. Dishing out his money. What a lovely way to spend the rest of your life, Dave. Dishing out money. Dishing out money. Oh, how much do you want again? Directly is annoyed that, you know, Microsoft's not as cool as Apple. Probably. But I think he's probably... I, I don't know. I just think he's gone beyond that now. I don't think it matters anymore to him. You know? What, what's he got to worry about? I mean, if you're... I can understand if you're... The Virgin, the former Virgin boss, or still the Virgin boss, Richard Branston, worrying about, you know, being the first or last to get a group of people up into space holidaying on the moon or Jupiter or wherever, whatever planet he... The thing is, that's actually working, you know, now. Like, you can take it now. You can book I... a seat and go up and I think it's 12 minutes or whatever, and then book down you come again. You know, you get in the ship, you get in the aeroplane... You get in the space That's shuttle. True. That is true. What's interesting is people have died from space travel, but never actually in space. Yes. Oh, Desmond, Desmond. Yes. I have a new mobile phone. I heard it. You heard it? Yes. You heard when it, I David. rang this morning, it went David. Oh, you recognize yes. different voicemail thing. Yes, it's a different yes. pattern. Yes, I, I have a different one. Where is oh my guy? god. Is it is it a new is it a is, yes, fancy a, one? Yes. I'm now more modern than you. Oh my god. That Dave, that's intolerable. Good morning, yeah, Steve. Uh, he's saying good morning. Morning, gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, that tickled him. He liked that. But um I also took a smart watch with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so listen, how effective are those smart watches? It depends what you want it for. So, like, if right. you need constant reminding, take your sodded medication or I don't know, whatever like that. Yeah, it's very good. Then that kind of thing's quite useful. But oh. with your eyesight, you're not really going to sit and reply to messages on it. But it's useful when I'm at work because you know the phone is in your pocket, you feel it vibrate, you're in the middle of a conversation. Yes. You don't really want to pull it out and unlock it. Yes. So you can just glance at your wrist and you see, oh, email from Des. Ah, okay. Okay. And they're like, clever. oh, you know, like little message from Des. Oh, he's in the thing now. Like, so you don't, you know, it's this kind of quick glance. And also you can, okay, Google it. What so you can... What make? Samsung. Oh, it's, oh, you stayed. Oh, God. Yeah, you've yeah, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you've been a, a loyal 
Yeah. It now, Jeopardy. you know, like, you know, like this, this computer talks on the hour. It'll be like, it's 12 hours. <coughs> the watch <laughs> vibrates every hour. Oh my so God. Whenever it vibrates now, I'm like, oh, is it the hour? Is it the hour? Like, oh my it, might, it might be, it might be vibrating for other reasons, but yeah. Right. Well, are you, re are you almost ready? I am ready. So I'm actually I just, ready. I just I'm... need a third headline. Or do a I? Third no, we've, no, you know what? We've got enough to crack on with. Okay, the only thing is we need a final song. And I was trying to think what I should... Well, we could put Bandit. Uh, that's another one. You know, I was just cracking on. Um, I was just thinking Bandit. Let's find it. Could you find it? Say again. It's called Bandit. Soka. Bandit, just put Soka. Bandit. Say again, Soka what? Bandit. B-A-N-D-I-T. Bandit. That's the bandit. Jail him. Don't let him get away. No, no. That's definitely... I, I, hang on, let me see. But while you're searching... Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's the one. Don, Don, Don. Right, lovely. All right, let me cue okay. the music <clears throat> and we yeah. can start episode 99. Oh, David, I can't believe it. Welcome to this week's Dennis and Dave. In America this week, Trump amplifies his violent rhetoric against perceived enemies as his civil fraud case begins. Is Trump poisoning the blood of the American people? Judge in fraud trial imposes a gag order after Trump attacked judge's aides. Kevin McCarthy ousted as speaker by the gates of wrath. Cassidy Hutchinson rejects Gates' claim, saying, I have much higher standards in men. Congress House Committee on Oversight and Accountability held its first hearing on Biden's impeachment inquiry. And in other news, fighting between Hamas militants and the Israeli state escalates in Gaza. The number of Met police officers waiting for a misconduct hearing grows to 355. And the Tory party conference takes place and reveals that they haven't got a Scooby-Doo. All this and more from Dennison <laughs> Day. <laughs> and if he don't want to wine and dine me up, then sign me up. I got 99 problems, but I'll take one more. I love shopping at the asshole store. What?
There's an asshole store. You can get new ones anyway. It's a, it's a bumper pack show this weekend. Ready, a steady, a go. Tramp. Amplified. Tramp. Trump. 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 Oh, Trump. 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 Oh, God. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, let's begin today's broadcast with a short message from New York's district attorney, Letitia James. Yeah, this go, came, Letitia. This came just ahead of Donald Trump's civil trial case in New York. Play the clip, Dave. My message is simple. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how much money you think you may have, no one is above the law. And it is my responsibility and my duty and my job to enforce it. The law is both powerful and fragile. And today in court, we will prove our case. I thank you all for being here. And again, justice will prevail. Thank justice matters. Go on, <laughs> Letitia. It don't matter how much money you think you have, Desmond. That was my favorite line. It is a fair, fabulous line, isn't it? How much money you think you have. Now, yeah. the this the judge's the thing that we have to remember is that the judge's summary judgment. Sorry, ruling, sorry. We have to just say the judge's name. This is Judge Engoron. Engoron. Like, it's a, it's a good judge. name. It's a good name. Anyway, you sound like name. a superhero. Yep. Yeah. Arthur Engoron. Yes. And what did he declare, Desmond? Because it's a civil trial. Trump's lawyer never ticked the jury box, which I'm sure we'll come on to. But what is his summary judgment? This means he's kind of decided something. And what did he decide? He's decided that Trump and his companies has, have committed repeated fraud. And they've cancelled his business certificates. Um, uh, they call them LLCs where they're controlled or beneficially owned. Um, you know, that's just... It's, um, it's a license. It lets you do yeah, business. License. License. Yeah. By Trump, importantly, his sons, Don Jr. and Eric. And yeah, two what, about, what about him daughter too? She has escaped much of this through the statutes of limitation. Um, and they have not pursuing. But also, I think there may be, there's some talk, none of this is certain, that there may be a plea deal component in all of this. So they may be calling her up as a witness. Mm. Um, but as you said, the, both the state prosecutors and Trump's defense counsel opted for a trial by judge and not a jury. So hence... It's the, the judge, judge has in, decided. The judge Trump has is now upset that he's not had a jury trial, but yeah. you didn't tick the box, mate. Do you know who the lawyer actually is? I can't remember her name, but she actually does parking tickets. That's what she has experience in. That's his lawyer in this case. No wonder you she can't... didn't tick the bloody jury box. I do know her name, but it escapes me momentarily. Um, it don't matter. Yeah. Soon she'll, she'll have her own case against her. You know, Absol she'll do something. Yeah. Yeah, she's it's this. It's been problematic for Trump. He cannot afford the best anymore. He doesn't have the money. Um, but it's in it, right. The trial began on the second of October, by the way, just earlier this week. Yeah, they tried and, to stop yeah. it, but it started. Right, and as you said previously, we have to remember it's a civil and not a criminal indictment. Um. 
And we've That's already right. had... This is, <clears throat> this is more interesting. They want his money. They've, they want his businesses stopped and they want his money. Absolutely. And people are and... saying it could be as large as 700 million, there's... Yes, absolutely. He ain't got that. Michael Cohen's told us, his ex-lawyer, that he threw to the wolves. He's told us <laughs> he ain't got it. Oh, Des, I want him to be made to pay. This is what will do him. He have no well, money. It's it's death by a thousand, you know. Million whatever. pounds. <laughs> but and they the are fight... trying to stop this case at the moment. And I think on Friday it was ruled, no, they're not stopping the case. So, like, yeah, it proceeds. Well, he's already asked the judge to... Um... To step down, as he's indeed is asked every but oh, every judge to step. But hasn't down. the judge also gagged him because he keeps saying stuff outside of the courtroom? Absolutely. And then he, didn't he actually tweet in the court or not tweet whatever his other bloody thing is called his, his stupid social media channel? Didn't he tweet something about the court clerk? And the judge over was the, like, nah, nah. Over the five days of the trial so far, thus far, I mean, this trial will probably go on to for another two or three months. But he he began, you're right, with his usual outbursts of name-calling and threats of violence against Letitia James and the judge and the judge's staff outside the courthouse. This is the interesting bit. It's always outside the courthouse because he uses that to claim that he's got free speech entitlement, constitutional entitlement. But in the court, he's very careful because if he makes outbursts without being able to substantiate them, he's liable to be perjured. So you will notice that all this noise is being made outside the court. But as you rightly said, it's led to a gag order and placed on him um, and uh, for uh, yet another outburst against, I mean, he calls them all sorts of names, you know, um, made reference to Letitia James as being corrupt and, and racist and the judge also he's claimed that the judge's um, clerk um, is having an affair with the um, Senate leader Schumer um, because they posed in a picture together which is a whole lot of nonsense just trying to create Oh, the important fact here is that <laughs> he could be made to pay a lot of money if found yeah. guilty. Guess Absolutely. what? Already found guilty of fraud. So he is. It's just and a now case the of how is... much. Precisely. That's it. That's the That's bottom it. line. That's how much. That's it. That's the important factor. But the fucker can say all this bullshit. He's going to continue to say bullshit. Maybe there might even be a contempt there which is an issue that he could end up anyway. There's more other court cases, but this week Absolutely. fucked him royally. That's the important right. part, Desmond. But he chatted it, shit, it his us, shit was proven wrong. <laughs> it moves us to an interesting question, however. And the question is this, is Trump poisoning the blood of the American people? Now, what does this phrase even mean, poisoning the blood? Adolf Hitler wrote about the contamination of the blood or blood poisoning in Mein Kampf, right? The The book is a, is a 19, I think was written in 19, it's a 1925 autobiographical manifesto 
by Nazi Party leader Adolf Hitler. And the work describes the process by which Hitler became anti-Semitic and outlined his political ideology and, and also his future plans for Germany. It's possible that this is where Trump is moving. But um, volume one of the Mein Kampf, this is a little side note here, was published in 25 and volume two in 1926, the following year. The book was edited by Emile Morris, who was then, and then late in 26, was Hitler's deputy, Rudolf Hess. Um, and we've, we've got another clip for you. Two. Hey, play that. But, 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 but these headlines are just now the ambient mood of public service in, in the Trump era of Republican politics, right? It's, it's Fulton County officials being threatened. It's the Fulton County Sheriff having to investigate that. Then it's the Fulton County Sheriff being threatened and the FBI having to investigate that. Then it's the FBI being threatened, FBI officials and FBI agents themselves being threatened and the FBI having to investigate that. It's the judge in one of the Trump cases being threatened. It's another judge in another one of the Trump cases being threatened. It's the grand jurors in one of the Trump cases being threatened. It's the prosecutor in one Trump case being threatened. It's the prosecutor in another Trump case being threatened. It's a federal prosecutor in the Hunter Biden investigation getting, quote, such a barrage of credible threats that she had to seek security help from the U.S. Marshals Service. It's public health workers being threatened and harassed. It's the head of the CDC getting death threats. The head of the CDC. It's the staff of the National Archives being threatened. Sure, why not? Quote, the National Archives has been hit with a wave of threats since the FBI retrieved classified records from Trump's Mar-a-Lago club. It's the IRS being threatened. Quote, IRS launches safety review after right-wing threats. Republicans in Congress repeating baseless claims long made by extremists, experts say, potentially puts federal workers in danger. It's more than a dozen people now federally criminally charged with making threats to election workers all over the country. Now it's Republican U.S. Senator, former Republican presidential nominee Mitt Romney, telling his biographer about serving members of Congress in both the House and the Senate, confiding in him that they have taken specific votes in Congress that benefited Trump specifically because they were afraid for their physical safety if they did not. They would have voted in a way not beneficial to Trump, but they felt physically threatened, and so they voted in a way beneficial to Trump. Quote, think of your personal safety. Think of your children. Why put your wife and children at risk? At the oh. court hearing, Judge Engeren imposed a gag order, as we said, <clears throat> very quickly on Trump, saying he can't make comments about his staff. And this decision by the judge came just hours after Trump attacked the judge's principal law clerk on his true social and he basically accused the law clerk of having a relationship with majority leader Chuck Schumer from the Democratic Party in the Senate, and also said that this law clerk is running the case against him and should be dismissed immediately. I don't know if you want to add any more onto this, Dave, um, but this man is spiraling out of control. Yeah, and when they take his money, it's going to be even more interesting. But the thing is, he can't win the presidency with just the MAGA mob. But anyway, let's continue to plough on. We have got another clip for you. 
on the poisoning the blood. We don't know what really inspired Trump to use that language or what was even in his head, but this episode comes as Trump's rhetoric, just generally, has become noticeably and objectively more violent in recent weeks. After one of his indictments, he warned, quote, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. Trump accused the outgoing chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, of treason, and he suggested that he deserved to be executed. In his retirement speech, Milley indirectly responded. We don't take an oath to a wannabe dictator. We don't take an oath to an individual. We take an oath to the Constitution, and we take an oath to the idea that it's America, and we're willing to die to protect it. Now, as crime has surged in many American cities, Trump recently endorsed extrajudicial killings of shoplifters in front of a crowd of fawning supporters. Very simply, if you rob a store, you can fully expect to be shot as you are leaving that store. Shot. Also during a recent rally, he mocked former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her husband after he was violently attacked with a hammer inside of their home. You will stand up to crazy Nancy Pelosi who ruined San Francisco. How's her husband doing, by the way? Anybody know? And she's against building a wall at our border, even though she has a wall around her house, which obviously didn't do a very good job. And this week, as he turned to the courthouse and turned into a campaign stop during a civil fraud trial, he earned a limited gag order for this rhetoric, for attacking a court employee on social media. And then he turned and escalated the rhetoric against the judge. It's a judge that should be disbarred. This is a judge that should be out of office. This is a judge that some people say could be charged criminally for what he's doing. He's interfering with an election, and it's a disgrace. And there's more. He then attacked the attorney general prosecuting him in New York, Letitia James, who also responded to him this week. We have a racist attorney general who's a horror show. This is a disgrace. And you're to go after this attorney general because she's turning off everybody from coming in. Trump's comments were offensive. They were baseless. They were void of any facts and or any evidence. What they were were comments that unfortunately fomented violence, comments that I would describe as race baiting. Now, it's worth noting that many of these officials have increased security because of this kind of rhetoric. And during a perilous time for public servants, just this week, in a separate incident, a man showed up in the Wisconsin Capitol looking for the governor. He was armed with a loaded handgun. He was arrested, but then later he left on bail. Hours after that, he showed up at the Capitol again. This time, he was armed with a baton and a loaded assault-style rifle. Geraldo, thanks for being with us. Hi, you, Abby. You've Thank known you. Trump, obviously, for a really long time here. What is your reaction to his uh, use of this phrase that, as we laid out, has a really dark, disturbing history? I think it's vile. I think it's disgusting. It's very disappointing uh, to, to sink to that level. It's, uh, for me, a, a personal embarrassment that we were friends for so long. Uh, this, uh, this language is, 
is racist. It is really disgusting. And, and uh, you know, some things cannot abide. We cannot abide certain things. And he has crossed the line. I, I beseech his followers to listen to what he said about poison blood. Who else used that kind of language, that kind of uh, poisonous rhetoric? It was the Nazis, and I, and I hate to use Nazi or Hitler references, but it is impossible to, to miss the obvious parallels. Poison blood, it was a direct reference. He made a direct reference that the, the migrants, the immigrants, mostly Latinos now, may I say, uh, are poisoning, polluting the blood of, of real Americans. It is intolerable. Oh, that's all I can add. Yeah. Well, it gets even more interesting. Kevin McCarthy became the first speaker ever to be removed from the House of Congress. Eight members of his own party drove his takedown. And guess who Republicans are blaming for not saving McCarthy? This is the, the Democrats. Democrats. <laughs> but the problem is McCarthy <laughs> gave them this rule. He gave them the ability to do this. So it was always going to happen. It's just a case of when. So this uh, this allowed a member to call for a vote of confidence in him, basically. And, yeah, the yeah. Democrats weren't that confident in him. And there was a very slim Republican majority. He took a couple of them and, yeah. yeah. Well, can we just play uh, 4A, audio 4A, rather than 4A? Yes, 4A. Resolved that the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared to be vacant. With a few simple sentences, Florida Republican Matt Gates forcing a vote in the next 48 hours on whether House Speaker Kevin McCarthy will remain in power. <laughs> That's their own man did this. <laughs> the vote to remove McCarthy was set up by Gates. And his Trumpian caucus, and they're blaming Nancy Pelosi for this. Yep. Now, yep. the the vote. But they're the also new... going to come for Matt Gates as well. They're going to come Absolutely. for him. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. But the vote for the new permanent Speaker of the House could begin as early as Tuesday. And who could be a week. possible candidate? There's Donald. The Donald. The oh duck. dear! I I also want him to get the House. I really do. I really want him to get it because it will just implode. It, there is no likelihood of this because one of the standing orders there is that whoever makes an application cannot be under indictment at the same time. And where Trump initially volunteered, he claimed that, you know, they would ask him, all asked him very nicely, and he'd agreed to do it as a stand-in. He's now withdrawn that offer and claimed oh. that he wants to focus on his um, his his uh, attempt to become president a second time. Um, I don't know if he'll have time between all his court appearances. <laughs> Let's hope not. Um, but until... So everything is frozen at the moment. They can't get... What they've appointed is a temporary stand-in, somebody called Patrick McHenry. Yeah, who's already uh, thrown Nancy Pelosi out of her office. Exactly. That's the first thing he did. And then they're wondering why Nancy Pelosi wouldn't encourage the Democrats to support the... Um, support um, 
uh, Kevin McCarthy. But we've got another short clip to play you. Kevin McCarthy being ousted for. The office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. That's it. <laughs> That's it. He docked, he docked out. He docked, gone. And he said However, he's not going to stand again, and then they all started blaming Matt Gates. And yeah, it is Matt Gates, but he still might be got. I, where is that FBI investigation, Desmond? Well, it might be resurfacing, because apparently a lot of his colleagues are prepared to do the dirty on him at the moment, particularly Cassidy Hutchinson. She's She was a former Trump House aide, Trump White House aide, and she's author, she's the author of a book called Enough, um, and she Isn't talks she Pence's with, old one of his old secretaries, press secretary or something. Um, no, uh, Meadows. Oh, right, she right was Meadows, Meadows aide, and she gave some valuable um testimony at the um January the 6th hearing. Um, and she's now written a book called Enough, and she talks with Rachel Maddow about passages in the book in which she describes her. Uh, describes inappropriate behavior from some of the men she encountered with while working with Trump, including Rudy Giuliani and Matt Gates. Play the clip. Uh, Ms. Hutchinson, one of the uh, claims in your book that received some um, attention ahead of publication um, is an allegation you make that Rudy Giuliani effectively groped you um, at the Trump rally on January 6th. You say that he um, reached his hand under your blazer and then under your skirt. Um, Mr. Giuliani's spokesperson has called this a disgusting lie against Mayor Giuliani. He gave us that statement again himself tonight. But I was struck by the fact that he was not the only one. Um, page 52 of the book, you say that John Boehner, of all people, um, looked down at my cranberry vodka and whispered dark liquor or red wine from now on. Then he tugged on the ends of my hair saying, and lose the ponytail. Uh, you describe um, one man who worked in the White House, Mike McKenna, as having a tendency to publicly single out women with crude and demeaning comments. Um, you describe the president, and this is not groping, this is not physical, but you describe him as telling you to add blonde highlights to your hair, which you then went home and did and came back I to them in the White House the next day. That doesn't happen in normal workplaces. I'm just telling you now. Sorry. <laughs> I learn a lot on the outside. Yes. Uh, there's a whole world out there when guys get fired for doing stuff like that. Um, it's unbelievable. Well, it very, should, shouldn't be unbelievable. Shouldn't be unbelievable. But um, there's also a couple of instances involving Congressman Matt Gates. Um, I will omit most of the context here, but I'll tell you the lines that have kept me uh, up and up and uncomfortable. He chuckled and brushed his thumb across my chin. Has anyone told you ever told you you're a national treasure? You describe a night at Camp David um, when he was leaning against the doorframe while um, somebody answered the door to another cabin. Matt straightened his posture when Kevin McCarthy asked him what he wanted. He explained he had seen my golf cart parked outside and thought this was my cabin. Embarrassed, I got up and asked Mr. Gates what he needed. He explained that he was lost and asked me to escort him to his cabin. I told him to proceed around the circle drive. All the cabins are clearly marked. It's impossible to get lost. He asked me one more time to leave with him. Kevin McCarthy then said, quote, get a life, Matt, and shut the door. Now, Mr. Gates, um, we asked him for comment on these allegations tonight. He told us, I don't remember either of these events. 
and based on Cassidy's prior false statements, I doubt they occurred. I did date Cassidy for a few weeks when we were both single years ago. We parted amicably and remained friends thereafter, even during President Trump's post-presidency. And then he goes on to make other unrelated claims. Um, I just, I'm sorry to ask you if you want to respond to that, but I'm going to ask you if you want to I would love to respond to that, Rachel, okay. so thank you for giving me the option. Yeah. Um, I will give Matt credit in his in part of the statement that we did have an amicable working relationship, mm. and we we were good friends at, at points. Um, Matt Gates, in my opinion, is somebody that I personally do not hold in high regards in terms of trust, and I do not think that Matt Gates has the best track record for relationships and condoning condoning his relationships how he thinks that they might be defined i will say on behalf of myself i never dated matt gates i have much higher standards in men and matt, matt frankly is a very unserious politician we see that today with the ruckus that he is causing on capitol hill with the spending negotiations and i'm not I don't really have much else to say to somebody that is more concerned about a soundbite than actually passing legislation. Mr. Giuliani's remark um, in response to your allegation about him, which was graphic and gross, um, was that this was a disgusting lie against him. Um, do you stand by that statement despite his pushback? I stand by, this, by my statement and what I described in the book, and I agree that it was gross. There is a link, isn't there? You know, it's about connecting the dots. There is, seems to be an undercurrent of sexual misbehavior that links Giuliani, Matt Gates, Donald Trump, uh, Madison Cawthorn. I don't know if you remember him. He left in rather dubious circumstances. Dave? Hello. He was the one in the wheelchair, huh? He was the one in the wheelchair, yeah. And so on and so on and so on. There are a number of names, and they all seem to be connected by some kind. And as you correctly claim earlier on, there seems to be some investigation being reignited over the um, Matt Claim allegations that were doing the rounds earlier this year um, because some of his colleagues are so disgusted with his behavior of the ousting of Kevin McCarthy that he's now made several powerful and dangerous enemies out of them. However, we have one more item here for you, which is the House Committee on the Oversight and Accountability held its first hearing on Biden's impeachment inquiry. Impeachment. Play the audio. Without objection, so ordered. I now recognize myself for the purpose of making an opening statement. Since assuming our Republican majority in January, the House Oversight and Accountability Committee has uncovered a mountain of evidence revealing how Joe Biden abused his public office for his family's financial gain. For years, President Biden has lied to the American people about his knowledge of and participation in his family's corrupt business schemes. At least 10 times, Joe Biden lied to the American people that he never spoke to his family about their business dealings. He lied by telling the American people that there was an absolute wall 
between his official government duties and his personal life. Let's be clear, there was no wall. The door was wide open to those who purchased what a business associate described as the Biden brand. Evidence reveals that then Vice President Joe Biden spoke, dined, and developed relationships with his family's foreign business targets. These business targets include foreign oligarchs who sent millions of dollars to his family. It also includes a Chinese national who wired a quarter of a million dollars to his son. Joe Biden also lied to the American people about his family making money in China. He continued to lie about it even when the House Oversight Committee uncovered bank wires revealing how the Bidens received millions from Chinese companies with significant ties to Chinese intelligence and the Chinese Communist Party. Just this week, we uncovered two additional wires sent to Hunter Biden that originated in Beijing from Chinese nationals. This happened when Joe Biden was running for president of the United States and Joe Biden's home is listed as the beneficiary address. To date, the House Oversight Committee has uncovered how the Bidens and their associates created over 20 shell companies, most of which were created when Joe Biden was vice president and raked in over $20 million between 2014 and 2019. We've also identified nine Biden family members who have participated in or benefited from these shady business schemes. Now, what were the Bidens selling to make all this money? Joe Biden himself. Joe Biden is the brand. And Joe Biden showed up at least two dozen times with business targets and associates sending signals of access, influence, and power to those prepared to pay for it. The American people demand accountability for this culture of corruption. They demand to know how these schemes have compromised President Biden and threaten our national security. They demand safeguards to be put in place to prevent public officials from selling access to their public office for private gain. Under the leadership of Speaker Kevin McCarthy, House Republicans have now opened an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. By opening an impeachment inquiry, our investigation is now focused on whether President Biden engaged in impeachable offenses under the U.S. Constitution. It empowers Congress elected by the <laughs> we people. We can stop at this point, Dave. Just to add to this, that the Republicans produced four witnesses to support their evidential claims, that they have this towering amount of evidence or waiting there to prosecute um, Biden and his family. Um, yeah, but was this guy the chairman or a witness? Like, he, <laughs> he's the chairman, but yet he's decided all the facts already. So what's the point of the hearing then? Absolutely. Well, as one of the Democratic congressmen said to the, he dared them. He says, if you have all this information, all this evidence ready, impeach. Go ahead and impeach yep. Biden. I dare you. He actually issued that threat across the chamber. Say, so, I dare you, go ahead and impeach him. But the thrust of his entire arguments were dismantled bit by bit by a whole succession of um, Democratic uh, um, speakers. And we se I've selected just two who presented information in such a um a, a powerful way i thought it would be, it was worth sharing and i'll move straight on to this and the initial message 
from one of the um, the Democratic uh, congressmen was that a lot of the information that was shared by the Republicans that was shared with their colleagues, the Democrats at the hearing, were largely around detracting, or rather distracting, and deflecting. Um, and um, I think he probably put it very clearly when he said, you know, the issue is, look over there, look over here, not there, you know, because the, it, this is the way that... Anyway, Mr. Connolly questions the witnesses. And if we move on to Audio 7, let's hear what he has to say. It's your, your turn to distract. Speak. Yeah, you're taking time away from me unfairly. Distract, deflect, dissemble. Hold on to those two words, distract and deflect, because I think this hearing is all about look over here, not over there. So, Professor Gerhardt, when, uh, I've heard concern about branding. So, shouldn't we be concerned about all those Biden towers? all over the world where foreign partnerships were formed and influence was used here in the United States. I've seen these towers in Indonesia, in the Philippines, in Turkey. I even saw one in Chicago. Uh, shouldn't that be a source of concern of this committee in terms of influence, both foreign and, and domestic, when you know President Biden became president? If there were such things as Biden buildings. Well, well was there anyone who did have them? I think we all know who had. Well, could you say, tell us? Because, yeah. you know. Well, um, just give I me think, the name, Professor I, I think Gerhard. we're talking about Mr. Trump. Ah, thank you. Yeah. So, um, when President Biden appointed his son to manage U.S. foreign policy, both in the Persian Gulf and the Middle East, peace, by the way, a son who couldn't qualify for getting a um, security clearance, but he. President Biden apparently granted it to Hunter anyhow. And then after leaving the White House, getting a $2 billion deal, because we're told by Mr. Dubinsky, follow the money, especially foreign money. Um, shouldn't that be of concern to us that maybe a sweetheart deal uh, occurred with the blessing of the president with foreign money? And shouldn't we look into Hunter Biden for that, given the fact that he had handled Middle East peace in the White House? It should have been a concern with President Trump and his son-in-law. Oh, Trump, I got that wrong again. I'm sorry. Um, well, let's see. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at, um, I heard again, um, I think it was Professor Turley talking about, you know, because he's not prejudging, of course, but he's just suggesting that maybe we want to look into criminal activity like obstruction fraud and abuse of power. So let's let's take fraud. So shouldn't we be concerned that a New York judge just found President Biden's organization committed fraud every year for last 10 or 15 years and that under the Martin law in New York that Biden organization is now subject to dismemberment and dismantlement because of the fraudulent activity. Shouldn't shouldn't that be a concern to us? That should be of concern with respect to Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump again. And and in this case, we're not speculating. A, tr a judge actually made that ruling? Yes, sir. Hmm. Um, 
should we be concerned about the personal? I mean, while we're at it, since we're loading on, shouldn't we be concerned about the personal behavior of a president? For example, President Trump uh, uh, or President Biden um, being found guilty of uh, sexual assault and defamation associated with that activity, again in a civil court, in this case in New York? Uh, we should be concerned as it relates to Mr. Trump, yes. With Mr. Trump again. Um, I just think that one of the reasons we're here is because somebody has been indicted in four different locales on four different sets of uh, concerns with, I think, 81, 91 actual counts, and has been found guilty in two civil proceedings, one on involving sexual behavior and one on actual uh, corporate fraudulent activity. And we don't want to talk about any of that. We want to speculate about discredited testimony from discredited witnesses like Rudy Giuliani, whom we're afraid to subpoena. That's what this is all about. This isn't about our need to defend Joe Biden. This is about their need to make sure we get off topic, that we no longer talk about the pending criminal trials of the former president of the United States. And if anything's worthy of examination, that is, not this. I yield back. Chair, no recognize Mr. Donald from Point Florida order, for Mr. five Chairman. minutes. I have nothing more to add. He said it right. Raskin placed an order to subpoena Rudy Giuliani and Lev Palmas to give evidence to the impeachment inquiry. And there was a vote taken and the Republicans refused to call Giuliani forward. Um, how strange. You know, chief, chief witness, but nonetheless, that's not to happen. There was another young um, Democrat, a dynamic young Texan Democrat um, named Jasmine Crockett. And she wastes no time on Republicans. And let's hear her, her contribution. Chair recognizes uh, Ms. Crockett from Texas. Yes, thank you so much, Mr. Chair. Before I begin my questioning, I want to remind everyone that the information recorded in the FBI Form 1023 that my Republican colleagues keep citing is not evidence of anything. This form reflects years-old, secondhand, unverified information from a Ukrainian oligarch as relayed to the FBI by a confidential human source. These unverified secondhand allegations have been repeatedly debunked and undermined, including by the confidential human source who relayed this information to the FBI, the tip recorded in the Form 1023 was thoroughly explored by the U.S. attorney handpicked by Donald Trump, which was attorney, attorney General William Barr, and the assessment was closed. Finally, Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's former business partner who worked with the Ukrainian oligarch in question, told this committee in a transcribed transcribed interview in July that he had no knowledge of any such payments allegedly described in this form. Repeating the same lies will not somehow turn them into truths. Kind of like the election that Trump lost. Say it with me. He lost it. Repeating the same lie that he won wasn't going to turn the election around. The lost in this chamber keep pushing lies and lunacy on behalf of a multi-time loser. 
So if we're going to talk about China, let's go ahead and talk about China and let's talk about the dealings. And let me point out the fact that right now, each of you has admitted that none of you are fact witnesses. We walked in without facts. And unfortunately, because what we say isn't necessarily evidence, we have wasted the American people's time and we are going to walk out of this chamber and we still have no facts that are leading to anything. But let me give y'all a, a little bit of tea while we're here. So. I have a document that I will ask for unanimous consent to enter into the record. It's a fact sheet on President Trump's shady business dealings with the Chinese government. What, did, what are you entering in? A, a record from who? This is from the Congressional Integrity. Congressional uh, Integrity Project, the dark money pack? I, I object. I object to that, too. Of course y'all going to object, but we going to talk about it. Okay. So, uh, it says... Trump has extensive financial ties to the Chinese government. President Trump collected millions from Chinese government-owned entities while in office. I have it's the best tenants hours. in the world, President Trump, was well aware of the multi-million dollar lease to Chinese interests. President Trump promised to donate foreign government, government profits while in office, but he donated less than a third of his proceeds from the Chinese government. President Trump maintained three foreign bank accounts while in office, including one in China. President Trump's business with China raised legal and ethical concerns. President Trump, President Xi loves the people of China. He loves his country and he's doing a very good job. Let me tell you something. I don't want to talk about what y'all want to act like is some big mystery because we keep sitting here and Professor Gerhardt, just, just to be clear, as my colleagues have even tried to provide evidence, which they're not the ones to provide evidence, have you ever heard them say if since we've been sitting here for I don't know how long? Yes, I, I, um, I've been taking a tally. Oh, okay. Can you um, show us? Can you so tell us what the tally is? More than 35 times the Republican witnesses and Republican members of the committee have used the word if. Thank you so much um, for that. Because honestly, if they would continue to say if or Hunter and we were playing a drinking game, I would be drunk by now. Because I promise you, they have not talked about the subject of this, which would be the president. But let me tell you something that was so disturbing as I walked in to this chamber today. As I prepared, I said, what is the crime? Because when you're talking about impeachment, you're talking about high crimes or misdemeanors. And I can't seem to find the crime, and honestly, no one has testified of what crime they believe the President of the United States has committed. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence, they want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. Looks like in the shitter to me. This looks like more evidence of our national secrets, say on a stage at Mar-a-Lago. When we're talking about somebody that's committed high crimes, it's at least indictments. Let's say 32 counts related to unauthorized retention of national security secrets, seven counts related to obstructing the investigation, three false statements, one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States, falsifying business records, conspiracy to defraud the United States, two counts related to efforts to obstruct the vote certification proceedings, one count of conspiracy to violate civil rights, 23 counts related to forgery or false document statements, eight counts related to soliciting, and I could go on because he's got 91 counts pending right now. 
but I will tell you what the president has been guilty of. He has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally, and that is the only evidence that they have brought forward. And honestly, I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child. Until they find some evidence, we need to get back to the people's work, which means keeping this government open so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States. And I will yield. I would yield to her. <laughs> I would yield. I thought you might like that one. She's yeah. very good. I like her. Yeah, I thought you might. I thought you might have. Yeah, but there were a number of. I mean, Raskin was particularly good. Um, there was a number of them. There were absolutely. The, you know, the, the, there was Lynch. Who was a, a chap called Lynch and Mister Krishna Mothi, who provided and myth, there, there were. A lot of very powerful statements and questionings, um, and uh, I, I chose those two because they were very different in their um, in the way they were put together, and also the passions were, you know, were expressed in a different way. One was a slightly more, you know, with with you know withheld. The other was a lot more emotional and driving. But yes, that's the question: where is the evidence? There isn't any, so this is going to end fast. Right, Dave. So what's been happening in, in, in the beautiful UK? Well, it's it's all kicked off in Israel-Palestine again. Like, it's, it's just such a shame. You know, like, it's 50 years since the, what do you call it, the Yom Kippur War, and, you know, it seems like a failure on the Israeli side in terms of intelligence. Several thousand rockets fired. They're crossing the border fence. Like, I don't know where this goes. Biden has replied by saying, you know, don't uh, don't take it for weakness right now. I don't think you can go for Israel, blah, blah. It, there's, it's only escalation that I can see. Wow. And yeah. perhaps it, what's... what's um, uh, um, maybe it's politically motivated because at the moment the American government and america as a country is in in total and utter disarray it's, i mean it's in pure shambles We're, it's only got money to last it for a further four weeks and then you know it's it's got no speaker of the house and so no business can be done the previous president who's leading in the polls certainly in terms of the republican nomination is um is under 91 counts of indictments Criminal indictments. Um, yes, I think we in the world have got a major problem. We have a, a major staggering instability there. Wow. Yes, yeah. so I think it's political opportunism this is, definitely. Well, you haven't had elections in the West Bank in since 2007. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, it... You've still got a right-wing Israeli government, you know. It's just such a shame. I think I've said it before on the podcast, you know, like if anyone is interested in looking at a little bit of history in the 90s, Yitzhak Rabin was so close to a peace deal and he was yes. killed killed by, you know, I don't know what the right phrase would be, Des. It's like a minefield, literally, when you discuss this topic. But, you know, people that were Jewish on the Israeli side that, you know, killed their own prime minister. 
I, I hate to add salt to the wounds, but wasn't that supposed to be Jared Kushner's mission under Trump to go out there and negotiate? His name doesn't seem to be attached to many indictments. It seems it's OK. You made enough money off the back of the American people and being in government and the deals with the Saudis and all the rest of it. Uh, anyway, so there's, look at look at Russell Brand. That That's happened since uh, we last recorded. Yes. You know, yeah. like sometimes it takes time to get these people. Look at Trump. All the court cases came at once, huh? Yes, 91 of them. <laughs> you know, the issue the issue now is the scheduling of all these things. Do you know what's extraordinary about that? We know from weeks ago, Desmond, the judges are talking to each other. To absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. That's the point. And people, when they think of the issue with Trump and the indictments with Trump, they think of it as just maybe four cases or, you know, one or two cases. What they don't realize is that there are 91 indictments, 91 allegations made of serious well, I think you said it on the last podcast with the Eugene Carroll case. He, the judge has just ruled, yep, another amount of money. Yes. Because because it's already been proven. You just did it again. So there's no need to run another trial. You know, that's how <laughs> stupid it is now. And his old tactics are no longer going to work because it's coming up against the law. And what's they one know of the him in now, the law? The finder of facts. So absolutely. They know him. And what does what does your friend Chris? Uh, um... Justice matters. <laughs> My so friend, you... your friend, My friend, your friend. He's My still friend. not getting it quite right, Des. But he, you know, <laughs> it's true. Justice matters. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, right. so, so we're going out we're, today. Yeah, we call it quits. There. What's what's uh, playing us out, Des? Is it thief? Well, well, I, we thought that we thought that you know that that. The, the title of bandit probably <laughs> oh certainly I did appropriately fits the, the greatest miss you know the, the, the man at the centre of all the shenanigans in America at the moment and I think we refer to him as the bandit here we go catch you in two weeks Des. and you day. Well, look,
Looky there, looky there, looky there. 